You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Hey guys, welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And have you ever wondered if you're in the right career or heard of the saying, everything happens for a reason? Well, I have two stories you're going to want to check out. So for the first segment, I had a chance to talk to Jessica Sinclair. She is the author of A Nurse's Journey to Entrepreneurship and Purpose. She is a BSNRN, CEO of Sinclair Master of Ceremonies, and co-founder of Nurses of Integrity. So she a boss. I cannot wait for you guys to hear how she explains how she became a boss financially, mentally, all that preparation. So I hope you guys enjoy that one. For the second segment, I get to talk to Kylie Burnbury, and she is playing Franny on the new series, Brave New World. And if you guys haven't got a chance to check it out, NBC Universal has a new streaming service called Peacock, and that is where you can find Brave New World, where you can stream it now, binge it if you're running out of things to binge watch. And we got, and I had such a good time geeking out with her over sci-fi. So I guys hope you, I hope you guys enjoy that as well. Hope you guys are inspired and start to think about the world in a new way from hearing both of these segments and enjoy and remember to wear your mask and wash your hands. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I have a special guest with me today. And um, you know what? We're we're getting thrown a lot of things today, um, but we're all still very much within this pandemic trying to work with each other, trying to stay safe. And we all we always want to be grateful and we always want to think about our workers on the front lines. And speaking of that, um, if you guys are not aware, it is the year of the nurse. And so that is very, very important. One of the groups that are on the front lines fighting for us, taking care of us. But we also have to remember, you know, which is going to sound kind of funny is that they're people too. So they have their background, their, um, their families that they're dealing with and their ways of getting through this and dealing with this pandemic and how they take care of us and keep us healthy and safe. So today my guest is Jessica Sinclair. And I got to get this right because she got a bunch of titles, y'all, which I am so like she is in boss mode right now. So I got to make sure I get this right. So BSNRN, she's also the CEO of Sinclair Master of Ceremonies Incorporated and the co-founder of Nurses of Integrity. So Jessica, how you doing? Hi, guys. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Um, so let's start out with just the big, um, and hopefully you haven't been asked this question a million times, but just kind of tell us about how are you coping throughout this pandemic and um, just the idea of, and I feel like it's very therapeutic for you guys have you and um, 30 other nurses mm-hmm. um, have come together for this anthology and just kind of tell us about how that came about and just is that um, a way of you guys kind of, you know, taking away some of the stressors of what's going on during this time period. I mean, absolutely. I actually, before the pandemic, uh, pandemic happened, I was, you know, uh, working, 
uh, specialty cardiology nurse I am, but I was getting so inundated with patients to shock their heart. A lot of persons don't have regular heart rates, especially black and brown. And when mm-hmm. it was um, called upon to, I always say to my purpose, to talk about my story, I was just like, oh, it's not the right time. And that's something that us nurses do. We put our passions to the side. And I'm glad you mentioned that in the beginning. We are everyday people. We have families. We're nursepreneurs, which is a, a title that I've taken. And yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's trending. It's a real thing. And so because you get so caught up uh, taking care of people, you can really miss opportunities. And there was a dynamic sister by the name of Michelle. If you're listening, thank you. God bless you for seeing my value. Um, as a young nurse, I'm three years a nurse and persons are just like, how did you get here? What did you do? Through networking strategically. And this is what my my book is about the 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 chapter that I talk about is how I networked from the bedside, has how, how I networked as a publicist. As you guys can see, I wear different hats. Um, I'm tired. I wouldn't sit here and lie and say I'm not tired. <laughs> I it keeps me going, it keeps my heart racing, knowing that I'm more than what people have labeled me mm-hmm. as. And if there's nothing that you get from this talk today, you are worthy, you matter, you have a voice. And um, I'm very vocal. And I think that through leadership experiences, I always talk about that. It molds you into who you are supposed to be. And so when this book came, I said, listen, it's on your vision board. I don't know how many of you guys do a vision board, but it said five years to write a book. And so this came four years before my, my timing. And so time is just a number of time. Mm-hmm. Time will always go if you're doing something or, or if you're not, I was very conscious growing up on time. And if you read my book, you'll hear uh, my chapter as well about family dynamics. And so how I became a nurse for my father. And there was days when I was frustrated, I couldn't pass my boards to be certified, but this was all a part of God's plan for my journey. Um, as far as therapeutic, when I read other sister's journeys. It doesn't look like mine. And I was frightened. I would not uh, tell you I wasn't frightened to, to, to share, but mm-hmm. there's something about their stories that resonated with me in different ways. So I, 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 I challenge you all to grab a good book because pieces like this, books like this that talk about what you've been through, they have to impact you. Someone's story has to. You know why? Because you're human. The human mind loves a good story. And like I said, I'm so excited about this platform because it celebrates us Black women. We're writers too. And- uh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I'm a professional. So um, every night I'm, I'm in this book, I'm highlighting because I'm still learning. I have 10 year vets in this book, but they believe mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. something that I'm doing for them to bring me to this table. And so I also want to say that no matter where you are um, in your career path, you have something to offer. I didn't think I was te- uh, I could teach. I teach a workshop based on networking because I realized it was hard for me. I could complain. I could say, oh, they don't like me. Change something. Fix something, guys, because people will buy in because you're doing the work for them. You know, so being a nerd, Mm -hmm. you give so much, but this is my piece. I'm I'm an MC. I'm always giving, as you guys can see. The foundation to my uh, equation is putting people first, but I have to nurture myself. And 2020 is the year of the nurse. It's a great time to celebrate us and to definitely 
find out more about what it is to become a nurse versus how, because our journeys are hard, man, you know, and I can go on on how I failed and stuff like that. Uh, but to go back to the therapeutic question, reading is therapeutic. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, mm-hmm. changed my life. Reading has definitely changed my life. And I want to give them to Jessica. The book, by the way, is called Nurse's Journey to Entrepreneurship and Purpose. Yes. And um, so I want to, I do want to, I don't want to go, like you said, not too much into that um, mm-hmm. because I think people like it's, it's, it's a journey for different nurses. And that's what this book definitely, this anthology definitely shows when you guys, when you see all of your stories put together, but kind of give, cause I found that part of your story very interesting in your book, mm-hmm. how, you know, going through the very test. Cause I know math is not my strong suit, Girl. but if you can kind of give us like a very quick, because you wanted to be a publicist to begin with, yes. as I read. So give us like a very quick okay, how you knew you were going to shift gears and then how you kind of got in there for people listening, you know, maybe thinking about this time period, maybe has them thinking about being a nurse or what it all, what all it involves and would take from them. I love that question. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm always a student learner. I did publicity uh, for two to three years and the recession happened. I come from a West Indian family and they know all too well about the medical field and being a lawyer. You made it. You know what I mean? You made it. <laughs> yeah. So I said, wait a minute now, I'm the youngest. Maybe that's in my, um, maybe that's in my rear view, you know, but, uh, I'm going to challenge myself and go to school for what I want to. But I realized that once I was pitching, I really had a good knack for communication. So fast forward, uh, 2008 happened and my brother said, why don't you try to be a medical secretary in a hospital? He said, you have excellent communication skills. You're going to answer the phones. You're going to triage. You're going to help family and, fr- and, and their friends, whatever. And I said, mm-hmm. I doubt it because I doubt <laughs> it for me because I'm used to hanging out with celebrities, child. What am I doing with drugs? <laughs> You know, but again, the redirection, I said, okay, God, listen, I've been, I've been applying to PR, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, I am a black woman. So I already had my, that one great opportunity because at the end of the day, they're not really looking to, to give positions to black women. And it is real. I live in New York city, the capital, a big state, a big capital, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, PR girls don't look like me. And I got in. I, I, I excelled my first year as a medical secretary and uh, doctors and nurses, as you will find in my book, they motivated me uh, like no one's business. They said, Jessica, you're going to, like I told you about time, either way, time is going to go. Why not try prerequisites in science and chemistry and math? Mm-hmm. They're like, no, they're like, listen, we'll help you. And I realized that once I put my mind to something, it's so hard to deter me. So I would sleep in the library, literally. I would bring a blanket. I worked three to 11 and I would leave uh, my job and I would sleep in the library. So it really goes about, it, it goes to say, how much do you want anything? Everyone is teachable. We have all different ways. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, right? Um mm-hmm. And so I self-taught myself because when you're going into a nursing program, you have to remember that they have a curriculum. They have a time that they have to, um, to, to set aside for teaching. You have to do a, le- a lot of self-teaching. I graduated from the top uh, community schools here in uh, New York State. And so um, I had a lot of pressure because 
everyone didn't look like me. Again, you yeah. have a system, right? Anywhere you go, you will always have a system. And it's unfortunate where you have to show your colors, as my mother mm-hmm. would say. So I had to study harder because test taking wasn't my skill. I'll talk, I can talk, I can, I can, I can show. But test taking wasn't my thing. And so uh, to go back to your original question, you really have to give yourself the chance to learn something different. I was upset because I wasn't getting the formulas. But of course I'm going to get upset. It's not new for me. It's something new for me. Excuse me. So right. you yeah. have to work hard. Um, you have to surround yourself with like-minded individuals from day one. You have to make sure that you're not telling everybody your business. Get in first. Take those prerequisite, prerequisite classes. Kind of be numb until you... Um, really and truly get that paper to say, Hey, I'm a nursing student. You're never too old to learn. Um, I think a lot of people put a lot of fear in their mind. Fear is useless. I have it on my wall. You have to be careful with the words that you're internalizing. You have to, because it will manifest in the universe. And also, um, your tribe is so important and Nursing is really a, a great field for flexibility. So again, what are you going into nursing for or any medical um, profession? Because it's hard. It's even harder when you realize the truth behind the numbers game. They don't teach you that in school. So I'm here to mm-hmm. tell you that, yes, you are going to take care of patients. But at what point will you value yourself having knee pain, Let you know, ankle swollen. There's so many things that can happen to you as a nurse if you are a little bit naive. So I would mm-hmm. say to align yourself with nurses. I like to call them little 10 to 15 minute convos where you truly understand the practice versus jumping in. I was lucky enough that I was already in the system. So I saw what the nurses had to go through. Also, what would be great for you is volunteer. I was um, something called a mealtime mate where you feed, uh, you help uh, persons who can't uh, feed themselves. So that's another way of getting yourself comfortable in that environment before you start putting money into something. Um, I would say definitely volunteer is always a great start to get into the medical profession and understanding your why. Why is this a profession that you want to start? It cannot be about dollars because the, mm-hmm. the awakening is that, that no matter what you get, it will never be enough. So you have to try to pivot. And so um, that's skills that I teach as well. How are you, um, not rather how are you, but why do you want something? Versus how are you going to achieve it? Why do you want it in the first place? I think if we start asking those questions from day one, we would all be in a better financial situation and doing things that we truly love, you know? Yeah. Cause you're, you're always told, um, I like that you kind of broke it down for us right there because you're always told, okay, you know, becoming a nurse or one of those things. If you're in the medical profession, those are things where you're always going to have a job, but there is work behind that. There is, you know, there's planning. Like you said, they're surrounding yourself with the right people. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, and like you said, you are, you know, you are choosing something. So you have to make, definitely make it resonate with yourself because you will be like me. You will go to work days unhappy. And so I had to definitely pivot. And, and where I'm at right now is a much better fit. So the flexibility, the, the flexibility, excuse me, is key uh, for the net, for the nursing profession, for sure. 
And I want to read, I love this quote from the book, by the way, I want to read, um, you said, I want you to know that you have no control over your life and no matter how much you plan, the universe will have other plans for you. Oh, wow. And that was in the section um, called Real World. And I just love that because I've been told that so much, you know, aunts, moms, they'll try to tell you, you know, parents will try to tell you that kind of thing. But you're not listening to that, right? You're like, no, 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 I can I can plan this out and I can do this and I can have this sort of thing laid out. But I wanted to kind of branch that over into um, you talked about you already touched on it a little bit, but you talked about the nursing administration. Yeah. And how you were you were realizing, you know, some issues. And a lot of us do that, you know, no matter what profession you are, you are noticing, you know, you're probably noticing some issues, some things that aren't being brought to light. And sometimes we just kind of sit complacent, you know, we're not we're like, oh, well, I, I can't do anything about that. Right. I can't do anything to change that. Correct. But. There, there comes in the nursepreneur. And can you kind of break that term down for us and kind of tell us, you know, where you found the nerve to say, okay, I need to take this to the next level. I need to do something. Because like you said, you weren't happy for a minute. You're like, and you decided I'm going to be brave enough to change this. I got to do something different. Oh, girl, you got some great questions. So again, the first thing you have to do is under uh, define that why. Because I knew that I knew I, w- I knew I had talents. I knew that I had something to offer the world. So I thought it was through advocacy. But because I wasn't getting the support from leadership, I realized like, you're going to have to do something by yourself. You're strong. You're in a cool mm-hmm. You've always been ahead of the game. You're intelligent. So I had to say, all right. And this is what I did. I had a pen and paper and I said, okay, who am I? What do I want to do? And how am I going to change my family trajectory? Because I told you guys in the book, they, they they came from poor upbringings, poor environments. So mm-hmm. the part of my book where it says I'm the American one, you know, this is real stuff, guys, that really it is. Yeah. told me to say, all right, you're the American child. You're the only one here. So you, you know, truth be told, there's something in about an American child that like, okay, where you're spoiled, maybe, but I'm not lazy. You know, we, there's a lot of mm-hmm. schools around being American and I am a Jamaican. So I have a lot of great blood lines about hard work and what hard work looks like. So for me, I said, all right, I can continue to work for the system and get what they think I'm worth. Or because of my why, my why is to change my family dynamic. I can't stop, I can't stop stressing that. So how can I try to help my dad? That's a cab driver. My mom, who is um, a housewife because of poor mobility issues um, from her being here in the States and the list can go on. So I'm not going to sleep until I can achieve my greatness that I know I can. And Mm -hmm. the things I'm telling you guys that has helped me to shift and take business seriously was that vision board. You have to do one before the year is out and it allows you to make yourself accountable. I never knew I was going to have a legacy book. No way in my wildest dream, guys, I'm telling you this, it said five years. It's under my five-year plan. Also, mm-hmm. I want you guys to uh, to take away from this um, conversation is you need to have a short list of goals and a long list of goals. I think a lot of us are always so focused on the long haul where we're missing out on the greatness of our life. I am 30 yeah, exactly, years yep. old and people like you're, you're 35, you move so older because I am, I realize what I have to offer. And as a 30 fold year old woman, I have a lot to offer and I would be selfish if I'm not doing the right thing. And I, I, I love my God. So I have to make sure I'm showing off for him. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you are not, um, and I'm very spiritual. So 
connect with something else to allow you to never give up. And that's why I always tell my students, start off with the why. Why do you want something? Because when you want it bad enough, let me tell you something, nothing, no one will stop you. You have to claim it first because people will keep on molding you to who they want you to be. You know, our society Mm -hmm. is not pushed entrepreneurship. And when I realized I was an entrepreneur, I said, okay, all right, so you have some money coming in, but at the same time, it's not enough to walk away. That's fine. But then how do I build something to get a virtual assistant? How do I get great workers to help me? Networking, collaboration. That was, Mm -hmm. I got in this book because a one woman saw something great and she said, you're a nursepreneur. And I said, okay, let's Google that. <laughs> that is someone who has a skill, has something to offer from their profession and they can make money from it. I am telling you, there's so many nurses that I can envision right now that are nurse that have what it takes to be a nursepreneur, but they're scared. So you can't yeah. fear and want to win. There's no way you can, you can read about Steve Jobs, that he has a book. There's no way you can, it, it, it can't be parallel. You can't be scared and still want it, guys. You have to take that leap of faith. And what a nursepreneur is, is a, is a man or woman that takes a leap of faith, learn, taking everything that they learned in whatever hospital setting, nursing home, and now they pivot. They're either they're, they're in a consultant, they have T-shirts, they have books. I mean, the list can go on, you know, but you have to understand your why. Why do you want this to manifest? And at what level? Because you have to be so um, so strategic with the words, like I said, when you're putting out there in the universe. You want to be a millionaire? You may want only want to be a thousandaire, but put it out there so you can get that get that back. The Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. You know, growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. I remember getting up on Saturday morning, watching the Saturday morning cartoons, and during the commercial breaks, they would show some of the greatest commercials for cereals. And a lot of those cereals were on the top of my refrigerator. And even right now, to this day, while I'm in quarantine, I do have some of those cereals from when I was a kid sitting on top of my refrigerator. So, yes, they are full of sugar and junk and things that you really shouldn't eat. So, I am trying to cut down on sugar and thank God for Magic Spoon because this product actually is saving me right now from doing more damage to my body than I need to. You know, Magic Spoon is a product that actually does the opposite of what I've been doing with sugar all of my life and cereal. It has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving, and it comes in four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazing, and honestly, it is too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I personally like cocoa. I'm a chocolate fan, so I like to have milk chocolate (laughs) with my cereal. So that is the one that I prefer. Uh, But it comes in all of these different flavors, so you can pick the one that works best for you. So why don't you do this? Go to magicspoon.com forward slash nerds. 
to grab a variety pack and you can try it today. And be sure to use our promo code NERDS at the checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash nerds. Use the code NERDS for free shipping. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, um, and speaking of, since we're already kind of in your workshops a little bit, because I feel, I definitely feel like I'm taking a workshop right now, taking notes and taking things down. I just love how. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But okay, so your network, your what are your workshops you have is network like you mean it. So kind of give us, so first, I guess, kind of give us like some, you already told us the why. I know that's one of your tips because you give us like 10 tips in the book. So if you can kind of share some more key tips. Also, can you, um, as much as you feel comfortable with, give us like the financial part behind that. Because a lot of people are scared, like you said, because they're like, okay, well, if I do this, well, that's pulling money away from this. And what if I'm not able to maintain, you know, that steady nine to five or whatever it is that's actually paying my bills? Right. So that is also a good question. But again, you can't have it all, guys. You can't want to work nine to five and still run a full business that needs your attention, especially in the beginning stages. So what I'm going to say is maybe the first year you're planning, you're saving as much, you you're paying yourself, which is very important. Again, once you have a net, once you have a network, you shouldn't really worry about money because you're focusing on collaboration. When I first started, I've been in the business three years now. My first year was like, okay, what do you need? How can I help you? That's a tip right now. Write that down. How can I help you? Game change. Mm-hmm. Because now you're networking more intentional, right? You're not really, for me, when I'm networking, I know what I can bring to the table. So I know either either which way you're going to hire me, but let me show you what I can do. And that may be pro bono. Um, so you need to understand your why. Also understand that collaboration is a new currency. It is king. Okay. So I need a videographer. All right. Can you help me do my video? And then maybe I'll be on your video doing voiceover. You see what I just Mm, did there? Right. Yeah. Okay. I met a graphic artist. I need a new logo. Could you do my logo? And then because I have some traction on social media, I'm going to blast you three times for that week. That's currency you're going to get from somebody else, but not from me. Mm People need to understand the power of wordplay, the power of pay- paying it forward. Black and brown, we don't really understand that. We, our mentality, and it's not, I, I don't want to say it's not our fault, but now it's time for change. You know, we have been brainwashed to be against each other from from, from the beginning. Um, but not to digress, so I, I, I make sure that if I don't, if I only got $20, I'm going to maximize that $20. And how am mm-hmm. I going to do that through collaboration? I literally this year had left the bedside for a year. I work part time. So again, I know my lifestyle is a bit different than a person that may have a mortgage, but you have to start somewhere. Now, are you maximizing the time when you get home? Are you maximizing your weekends? You know, you have to carve out some time to really do research for your business. So I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to feel sorry for any of your listeners. You got to figure out the time. I'm not telling anybody here to quit their, quit their nine to five. No. But what I Mm -hmm. want you to do is be more strategic with the time you have left. That's two different things. You can't go home and watch TV if you're trying to build a business. I don't even know. Yep. 
I haven't had a TV in some years because it was a distraction. And not only for mm-hmm. me for the business, it was a mentally, it was mentally distracting me from allowing God to talk to me. So that's a whole different conversation. But we live in a society where there's so many stimulants, there's so many distractors. It's all intentional. Hello, why do you think there's so much reality TV? They want you to escape your life into someone else's life instead of pouring it back into yourself. You have to be conscious of what's around you and you have to carve out the the, the right amount of time to actually have the dialogue with yourself. So again, uh, what is your why? Collaboration is key. Do research every time you get on um, your, 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 your ideas, your concept. You may not even have that yet. But you spent 20 minutes on YouTube and somebody said one word, boom, you're gone. Give yourself the time to grow. Um, Also, I always tell persons to join a professional group. I've joined many professional groups. It's like, it's like dating, you know, networking is like dating. You're going to kiss some frogs or, or you're going to get information and you're going to fact track it. It's not always so set in stone. Be flexible guys, you know, and with this workshop, yes, it's network like you mean it. But now because of what I bring to the table, I'm allowed to now create workshops for the needs of the people that look like me. People have, <laughs> have done better than me. I'm going to keep it hundred <laughs> right now. I'm like, you better go ahead, Stu. How dare you surpass me? But it makes me feel so darn good because yeah, yeah. needed something. They just needed some boost. Let me help mm-hmm. you. There's different, there's public speaking one-on-one course. There's so many things that I am now streamlining because I'm listening to the tribe. You have to listen to people in order for you to be better. And my one particular student quit his full-time job and now he's on a movie set doing photography. Nice. Yeah. Lived, breathed and slept the tips. It's not going to work tomorrow or the day after that, because you got to put the time in to build these connections and put people first. That's game changing right there. Right. Right. And so, you know, this is that, this is two things exactly that I wrote down. <laughs> you got to put in the work. Yes. Cause I had, I had to learn that you definitely got to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And also boosting each other, you know, part of networking, you know, feed off the other person. If somebody has an idea that they can create something, you know, maybe that gives you halfway, then you can do something for them. Exactly. But we were not trained to do that, sis. Other, yeah, yep. always put myself, hey, nine times out of 10, I'm the only black girl in the room and that's okay because I'm real realizing what they're doing right. Give mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a business card, they follow up in two to three days. We're like, oh, we're not trying to. Absolutely. Buy- we're not trying to buy somebody. Yeah. Sis, they gave you the card for a reason. Yep, <laughs> yep. It's it's about putting that extra step in. You got to put that work in. Exactly. You have to follow up two to three days. After three days, who are you? Because I've, I've moved on mentally because life is busy. Life is busy. So you have to- Yep, exactly. You guys, that um, you have to be patient. Have to be patient. That's another tip. You know, how many times people say patient is a virtue? It's a real mm-hmm. thing. It's a real thing. And so, and as we, as we wrap up, Jessica, cause I could just keep going and keep taking notes cause I just want to know all the stuff, but I want to, I want to give people a chance to, because, and actually each of, each of um, you guys, as you kind of wrote your books and through this anthology, put your contact information, which I thought was bomb. Cause everybody doesn't do that. <laughs> yes. I love that. You know, like, right. That, you know, where can I reach? You know, if you need some help with this, here's my website, here's this, here's that, da, 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 da. so kind of give us like, you know, where they can find for your upcoming workshops, um, you know, what you kind of have going on in the future to kind of wrap us up. 
Sure. So you can go on my website. Um, that's ITS. It's jessicasinclair.com. There's a box that says sign up for the newsletter for tips and tricks. Go ahead and sign up. You will get one newsletter a month. And what's dope about my newsletter, which I haven't really um, told the masses, so I'm glad I'm using your platform. You get wellness tips and networking tips. So it's two in one. I don't want to inundate like, hey guys, it's me again. And then every yeah. so often you will get a newsletter that says, where is Jessica for this month? And it will tell you what I'm doing. Also, I, I'm, you know, every, everyone is kind of virtual right now. Um, so Instagram, uh, it's Jessica Sinclair. That will let you know a little bit more timely as if I'm doing a workshop and what day and everything like that. So follow me on Instagram and that's, it's Jessica Sinclair um, as well. Nice. And also, okay, cool. And also um, A Nurse's Journey to Entrepreneurship and Purpose is the book again. So you guys definitely need to find that. Check it out. Uh, Jessica, Amazon, everywhere, anywhere, pretty where we can get a book. Is that fine? I just want to make sure I got them the right. Okay. Absolutely. So it's... um, I have copies. Of course, I live in New York, but definitely get on Amazon. And I am a bestseller. I'm so excited to share. Hey, nice. So people are telling people this book, I'm not, I have it in my hand. It's a good 400 pages quality. Book. Yes, it is. Right? Yes. Read this. Read this. It's so good. Yeah, I did not know. Yeah. I didn't know what a nursepreneur was until talk, you know, reading you guys a story, hearing you guys a story, the things, you know, when you get out and do the work and research. Oh yeah. And there's some women in this book. They got money, honey. So follow them. Learn. Yeah. Follow them. Yeah. Get your finances right. Follow them. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I love financial literacy and I team up with experts as well. So you can't go wrong knowing me. That's a fact. You can take that to the bank because if I don't know, I will point you to the right direction. No questions asked. Hey, there you go. And that's the perfect. I'm just going to wrap it right there because I think enough said. And Jessica, I want to thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and like, and, um, and you guys, I want just encourage you, like we keep saying, go out and do your research. Definitely check this book out. Um, I want everybody to stay safe and you guys know, just as always, keep a lookout on, um, BGN on all, on all social media platforms. We've got new upcoming stuff coming out for you guys. So thank you guys. And bye. Bye guys. Welcome to the black girl nurse podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I have a question for you guys. What would it take to make you happy? Or how about this quote? If you are not happy, you're nothing at all. These are just, you know, a couple things that's been running through my head because I have been sucked into this new world called the Brave New World. And the Brave New World is a new series on Peacock. And Peacock, by the way, if you don't know, is NBC Universal's new streaming service that just launched this week. And also Brave New World is out for you to stream if you're running out of things on your binge list because we're still in social distance world. And so I have all these questions. I'm trying to find out some secrets. And so I have a special guest for you guys. I have Kylie Burnbury with me. Kylie, how you doing? Thanks for coming on Black Girl Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. All right. So I got to read. I got to do a little bit of your resume because your resume is impressive here. Just in case the people do not know this world will now actress Kylie going on here. I got to do a little bit. <laughs> I'm blushing. So, uh, what you say it again. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to wake you up a little bit here because you helped me out in the beginning. Um, so we got we have films like Prom, we got The Sitter, we got Game Night, Ava DuVernay's When They See Us. But here's the thing that got me, Kylie, where I was so excited, where I was like, I got to get this interview. Pitch is where I remember you from because <laughs> to me, I was like, at that time, the world needed that, and to be quite frank, they really need it right now. 
because we need as many uh, women of color in positions like that where they can see that as much as possible in the media. Definitely. Um, but I, I, wanted, I, I think uh, it's really ahead of its time. Yeah, it was because I remember it, it impacted me because it was such a hit. It was such a blow where, um, and I guess literally, so to speak, because um, you didn't think of that. You know what I mean? Like you weren't thinking, okay, what about the first woman in Major League Baseball? Right. You know, when would that happen? Or, you know, football, any, you know, different, all different kinds of sports that could happen. It was just not even a thing to register in your mind. Right. And so I was curious for you. What, um, cause I know it was a shock to everybody when we figured out, okay, this was going to be the first, the only season, but did, was there something that you really wanted to get to playing, um, Jenny Baker that you want, like a moment or something that you were waiting for where you wanted to go with the character where it was just like, oh, okay. So we're not going to do that now. Was there anything like that that came across your mind? Yeah. For me, I really wanted the opportunity to take a knee. Oh, ooh, that would have been good. Yeah. 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 And also, I mean, obviously I just wanted to see what was going to happen after her injury. You know, I don't, yeah. even, you didn't even tell me. So yeah, I, that was such a big cliffhanger. A, yeah. a lot of stuff that we, we could have explored, um, but we didn't get the opportunity to, but man, what a ride that was. That, I mean, nothing, nothing's really felt the same since pitch, you know, that was, I can really imagine so special. <laughs> Yeah. And then like all those little girls being able to see the poster, but you, but you know what? I feel like for me, I know that's helps me with a lot of things is that you're where you're supposed to be at that moment. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, I know maybe it'll come back. We never know. I think right now, don't quote me. You guys look it up first. I think it's on Hulu right now. If you guys haven't seen pitch and you want to check it out, check out the season. <clears throat> all right. So now let's get into brave new world. Um, were you a fan of the book by Aldous Huxley at first? Like, did you read it in school? Cause I talked to a lot of my friends and coworkers and they were like, oh, we read this in school. And I was like, what? I don't remember this. <laughs> I, I didn't read it in school. Um, I, I knew of the book, but I had never, never read it before. And, um, to be honest, I didn't read the book before I, before I did the show. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's really because I knew that the show was going to be, quite a departure from the actual book, especially in terms of my, my character, Franny. Okay. Um, so I was familiar with, with the material or basically, you know, the topics in the book, but, right. um, no, I had never, I'd never read it before. I did the spark girl, uh, the spark notes thing, girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you in school, let me tell y'all something, spark notes, ooh, <laughs> you, get through, you could get through anything. Like when you look at that thick book, I should have did spark notes. I didn't do it. I just went in like watching the pilot and I was like, okay, now what? It was just like a lot of pauses and I was looking, it's fantastic, but it was just like a lot of questions, which I like. I mean, you right. want to have that roller coaster for your mind, which is cool. Definitely. But okay. So tell me more about Franny. What was, what was it about Franny where you like, okay, I got to play this. Like, let's just stop it right now. Cause I got to get on set and play this. <laughs> well, for me, I had never played a character like Franny before. Most of mm -hmm. the characters that I have chosen have, uh, have been very, you know, strong willed, um, open to, to growth. Um, and right. Franny is, well, Franny, she is okay with the social conditioning. She's okay with the social order. And mm. she's fearful of finding herself. She's fearful of a, a journey of self-discovery. You know, she'd rather stay in the comfort of what she knows rather than 
breaking free from that. And so um, when her best friend Lenina starts questioning things, uh, it, it's it's extremely threatening to her and all that she knows. So for me, it was more so playing playing a character that's um, so unconscious that I thought would be interesting. And also Franny's fun as hell. Everyone- yeah, she re- like the costume changes. Woo, yeah, she's yeah. fine. She's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought it would be fun, different. I wanted to, you know, I, I'm always open to playing. I want to play everything. I want to do everything because it also helps me Kylie grow and discover mm-hmm. more things about mm-hmm. myself when I'm when I'm stepping into different roles. Um, so yeah, and I and I you know I kind of I like the whole English accent of it all. I just I, yeah, I was about to say, girl, you killed it on the accent because I can't even tell right now. But in the show, you can't tell. <laughs> Thank you. Because I, I started questioning myself a little bit. Like I was literally questioning myself. I was I thought Kylie. I didn't think she was British, but maybe <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Fooled you. Gotcha. Yeah, right? I mean, see, there you go. That's a good acting right there. Okay, but on Franny, okay, we're talking about these wardrobe changes. Tell me about, can you give us any, like, behind-the-scenes kind of tech stuff? Because there was a one um one moment where she is going through, like, 20 costume changes, and I'm like, if singers and other actresses had this ability, and I'm like, are you just on set waving your hand, and it's like, that's something they do on post, or is it like, yes, right. what they're going through I the different am, changes? I am magic. <laughs> You are magic. Okay, well, fine. That's in my interview. I just we're we're good, you know. No, I just, just want to get that on record for everybody. <laughs> um, but actually, that that day, so I think that was three costume changes, and that took all day, all day. Oh my gosh, all day, oh. all day long. Because well, you know, with the cat suit. That that suit was so tight. I had to put in the cat eye um, contacts, which hurt. Which hurt. Um, I mean, yeah, the changes probably took about an hour to two hours each one, and then it's so you have to be really technical um, for the um, for the special effects to work. Mm. So yeah, that was all day. It wasn't magic. It wasn't magic. Oh man, so come on, Kylie. <laughs> because then I was like, you can transfer it to me, you know, via through the technologies. I thought that was a thing, but you know. <laughs> I mean, soon come, I'm sure. <laughs> right with the time with the time we're living in. Um, exactly. but okay, so going back to you and um, uh, with Franny and Le- and um, Lenina's character played by Jessica Brown, uh, finally. Which what was the chemistry like between you guys? Because it looked like it was a lot of fun on camera. For what I've seen so far, it looked like you guys just having a great time. Like the you roll, you do your part, and then it was like last behind the scenes is what it looked like because you guys got a- got along so well. But what do we get to see from their relationship? Like, what can you tease as the season goes? Um. Um, to answer your first question, me, me and Jesse, we definitely, um, got along right off the bat. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, in, in terms of what you can see, I like, mean, do, they get, do, I guess, do we have some really, really dangerous scenes they're about to get into? Cause I feel like, uh, Lenina is going to rub off on Franny cause Franny is playing it real safe right now from what I've seen so far. Yeah. She's playing it safe. But, um, once, once Lenina um, starts to act differently. Franny okay. does become fret, um, threatened, but it's not necessarily that Franny is going to have this, this grand awakening. It's, um, she, she showcases a lot more resistance to, to this change. Um, I guess I can give away stuff, huh? Cause it's out. I'm not sure. 
I'm, I'm trying to hold. Yeah, uh, I probably do like a little bit because we might release it like mid, you know, midway. So maybe give them like a little bit, but not yeah. too much where it's like, oh, well, why do I even need this? You know, describe, yeah. describe okay. now. You know, I'm trying to think because they give you the first. Oh, how about this? They give you the first two episodes free, um, oh. and then you have to buy the rest of them. So if you want to give them a little teaser, give them something from the first two episodes, maybe. Um, okay, like maybe your favorite scene or. Oh, um, favorite scene, first two episodes. I mean, it was really fun to do the pleasure garden scene. Um, you, you, that whole day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and even though, I mean, obviously it just looks like a big orgy, but actually the way that that it was, it was choreographed, it was more like a dance. They wanted it to look like one, that, that the New Londoners were one big organism. Mm-hmm. Um, so to show like the social unity, so it was really cool to, you know, be working with dancers and, um, that, that was one of my favorites, but also there's, there's, um, a scene in episode five where we're playing sort of like this futuristic, um, racquetball tennis. Have you seen that episode oh. yet? No, I have not seen that episode, but I need to go check it out. It sounds like a very high tech Wii. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's kind of um, Franny's breaking point in episode five. Ooh, um, I got to get to episode five then. Yeah. Yeah. That's where her and, her and Lenina really, I mean, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but that's definitely Franny's breaking point. And that was fun just because, you know, I love, I love the physicality component. Yeah. Bringing it back. Yeah. Bringing it back to the sports. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's probably my favorite, favorite scene for Franny. All right, so we know every time you deal in the sci-fi world or this kind of world, you apparently you have to have some type of medicine, some type of pill you have people on. Like a, you know, for some reason I'm noticing this is a trend <laughs> where you have to have some way of like, you know, I guess it's all part of that control that you need to have in these societies. Yep. So what about the soma here? What's going on with this thing? Like, I guess it's supposed to make you feel happy, and you just forget and you let it go. Yeah, yeah. What I pull from it more, more so than making you feel happy. What it's actually doing is it's suppressing any sort of human difference, or um, mm. it, it suppresses all of, I guess, the considered in New London the negative feelings. So it always always kind of equalizes you, um, and, and you know the trouble that comes from suppressing your feelings and emotions. So then you right because that's just gonna be totally fine. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, everything's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, happiness is is conditioned um, acceptance of your circumstances. So it's like uh, the the whole world is a conditioned world. You know, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. there's nothing that is authentic, um, and these these right when they start feeling um, something that's a little off, they take a certain soma um, and different colors um, signify. Right. Like I felt like I was in a matrix a little bit. I was like, so which one? And it was like a yellow one. And it was over here. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And um, I'm trying to think of like what, 
they didn't really tell us, which I guess the red soma is the most extreme. And, and, and there is, okay. there is a, euphor- there is a euphoria to, to, to the pills, not necessarily, hmm. words, but, okay. but there is a euphoria, you know, there's one that's a little bit more lusty. So when we go to a mm-hmm. party, there's more of a lust feel. Right. Um, and then when you're stressed, there's a certain color for the stress and, yeah, very interesting. But 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 what's more interesting is that we do that now in the in yeah. the world. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Um, it's just more of a heightened reality in Brave New World. And so I think, you know, this is all just uh you know, it's like it what the show's doing is it's questioning it's the questioning of long held social and moral assumptions, really. Right. Yeah. And along those lines too, what okay, there basically there is no privacy. Yeah. is what I'm gaining so far and I'm like that would be that would be so like because we're dealing with those issues now um you know like the time this episode was recorded Twitter had some breaches and there's just like breaches all over the place these days especially since we're so um heavily reliant on technology wait there was a so what was, I think there was a um uh like some of the I think they've obviously they've cut all the um the uh, verify accounts and everything out now but mm-hmm. there was like some kind of hack they had to go through where they just had to shut it down. Like Twitter was like, and you can, I can't even imagine what they're oh, wow. dealing with. Like, you know, with celebrities being like, okay, so you let my business out. What's going on with this? Are people just like trying to send money from celebrity accounts and all that kind of stuff? Oh, wow. See, this is, this is the thing for me. How do you feel about social media just in general? <laughs> I, I don't. Okay. My thing is I don't like to keep up with it. I don't like to, but I know it's part of like, you know, it's part of podcasts and it's part of reaching out. Like, you know, when they, when they hear this episode, I want them to be able to tell me, Hey, okay. I like this. I didn't like this. But then at the same time, you got to watch that stuff. Cause whenever it's out there, this is not coming back. Like you can think you might've deleted it or something like that, but it's still out there, which I think people don't realize a double-edged sword all the time. Like, it's just so easy for you to post it, hit that tweet button. And it's like, you're not getting that back. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's just it's too much exposure, I feel like. You know. And I'm not even and I'm just thinking about like and the reason I brought up the privacy thing cuz I was wondering about you putting it into um the character of Franny, but you be you know, you being a celebrity, you being in a spotlight, that can't be easy to always have to you know, make sure you're watching certain things and it's like sometimes you have to be like, okay, well I'm not going to do this right now, you know, because you need that privacy, you need something for yourself. Right. I I think I think for me um I've, I've sort of created, um, my, my privacy and my peace. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I am more of a private person. Um, I, I don't even, I mean, what is a, what is a celebrity? What is, you know, I, I think yeah, you could argue that point too. That's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel yeah. like everything going on with, with COVID and, um, the, the movement celebrity is starting to dissolve. People are starting mm-hmm, to wake mm-hmm. up and, and realize that uh, celebrities aren't aren't the people that we need to be looking looking to for for guidance. It's we have to be going inside of ourselves, um, right? So I I've just been really focusing on you know, girl. I live out in the out in the trees. I'm surrounded by nature. Um, hey, see, <laughs> I've never been camping, so maybe I need to pick this up. Maybe that'll what? give me a little zen, a little usa in my life. Camping? You have to go camping. I've never been camping, Kylie. Pitch a tent, girl. Just in your backyard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see now, Kylie, you setting me up here, okay? Because you, I feel like you have the inside circuits and know how to set all this up. You're just gonna have me out there with a little tent. First of all, I have to put the tent up. 
It comes with a manual. <laughs> oh my God. She said it comes with a is there an app? Because I'm a millennial too. Can I just like <laughs> or you know, I had to ask. I had to ask because you know the manual is it's a struggle. It's a struggle. <laughs> you could do the yurt, which is more like a glamping situation. Hey, there we go. Glamping. See, Kylie, you should have led with that. What's going on, Kylie? You could have led with that. Oh man. But yeah, I mean, what were we what were we talking about? We were talking about privacy. I don't know, because we're having way too much fun right now. Oh yeah, yeah. We're talking about, yeah, we're talking about privacy. Um, so but yeah, so basically it's just about having to set those boundaries, pretty much is what you're saying, about what you allow to be accessed, what you put on social media. Yeah. And just kind of what what energy are you allowing in in your space? Um and I feel like uh, focusing on my my own spiritual journey and um, focusing on my own peace and holding space for my peace uh-huh. has been imperative during this 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 2020 vision year. Right, right, right. Yeah, because they're <laughs> just like, oh, it's so much going on, hitting us with yeah. angles. Really feels like a great the great awakening in in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think that's another reason why this show kind of caught me off guard too, because I was thinking, I was like, now what if somebody gets some of these ideas? Yep. Because you know, people want so much, they want so much control right now. And I'm like, just just give it a, you know, I'm like, just wear your mask, wash your hands, give it a second. But there's so many people that want control over the situation so bad. Right. Yeah, it, the control thing is, uh, yeah, I, something that I feel like we struggle with in the modern world. It, 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 for me, my motto is re- release control and just ca- sort of dance in the unknown. You know, mm, that's a good yeah, that's a good motto to go by. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, that's the cool thing about this show, though, is that it does it does make you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, doesn't, it definitely it does. Doesn't feel that. It doesn't feel that foreign. You know, it's like all, all of these themes we are experiencing today. Um, so I, I and speaking of which, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go, go, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to tell you, because you, you made me think about it when you just said what we're experiencing today. Um, it's talking about London's social order is one of the key things in here. Um, but basically ranking people based on their intelligence. So we have like, I think your character, if I'm right, correct me if I'm wrong, is a beta plus yeah, beta plus. So it's ranked on- And there was like alphas. Or beauty. Oh, and beauty. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, man. Some people can get in trouble with that. I so know. like, I'm just imagining somebody putting you through a machine and like, mm, that's kind of <laughs> rough. We're going to move you back there. Her eyes a little askew. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't really like that haircut today. We're going to keep it moving. <laughs> oh, so bad. So bad. Man. Um, yeah, this is crazy. I was like, so what makes him a beta? And then we got a beta plus. You know, it was just weird. Well, and I was like, well, all of the humans, they're in, they're industrialized. They're all basically test tube babies. You know, they're created. They're right, in- right. So yeah, and it's all it's all for social order. It's uh, and I'm like, well, what if I don't want to be a beta plus? Which I guess is one of the main yep. theories of the show. Yeah. Which and that, but that's why the somas are supposed to be used to suppress any of those sort of. Uh, to, to suppress any sort of revolution by mm-hmm. caste systems, um, so it's it's kind of crazy that there's even people questioning their where where they lie within that caste system. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Anything to kind of categorize people, you know, it can only go up from there. Where everybody's trying to compare each other. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, girl, don't even get me started on the comparison line. <laughs> but speaking of which, okay, so I want to talk about, um, since you're doing this now in the sci-fi world, also, you are in um, the Twilight Zone, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone as well, right? Mm-hmm. So is the sci-fi just something new that just kind of pulled into you or do you, are you just already like in my little nerd world and you're in sci-fi and you have like some TV series movies you're already watching before? Um, well, the Twilight Zone, I have the DVD set of all the, of all the classics. Um, wow. Yeah. So that, so I, I mean, for me, I was geeking out when I, when I got the, the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah. That world. I've oh, I've always loved sci-fi just because of um, its expansiveness in terms of how how you view things. Um, mm-hmm. But I I also really love me some some drama. Um, my next show. Oh the- yeah, you gotta have good drama. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I, I'm just kind of dipping my toe in, into everything and just being open to to it all, and all while being grateful for the abundance, you know? Yep, I'm ready. Well, I'm ready. Do you, can you tease anything that's next? What you got? You got anything else next coming up in the sci-fi world? I know we're trying to figure out Hollywood filming schedules and everything, but do you have anything to tease for everybody? So I don't have something to tease sci-fi wise, but um, I am going to be um, starring in a new show called uh, The Big Sky for ABC. It's based on a book. Um, oh wow! I'm really, really excited for that. And and my character is ex rodeo, so I so I'm really hoping what? a black girl on a horse. I'm trying to see right. Yeah, That's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy because people can do it, but it's it's gonna be cool to see on TV. There's a whole community of black cowgirls. I was doing a bunch of research. Um, so, oh my gosh, that's gonna well, be fantastic to see. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Um, okay, last question, because we're in since we're in quarantine. Have you picked up any new hobbies now that you have to social distance from everybody? I know camping. I know you said something about camping and like being outdoors. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually started learning uh, guitar. Oh my gosh! So you're gonna be on a horse playing guitar? <laughs> exactly in a tent. Nice, <laughs> nice in a tent. <laughs> nice all right well cool i'm just i'm waiting for this i'm waiting for this new stuff to come up and i want to thank you so much for talking to me this was so much fun thank you so much this has been such a joy you're amazing i can feel your energy just through through my laptop (laughs) oh well that's great see i'm glad this is working because i was worried about technology so i'm glad you can feel my energy and we're definitely feeling your energy on this brave new world i cannot wait for everybody to go ahead and binge watch this thank you so much for the support all right guys uh remember Um, wash your hands face masks be safe out there and we will talk to you guys later bye much love the black girl nerds podcast is produced by jamie broadnax the opening theme song to our show is written and performed by samus various instrumentals are performed by samus sky blue and shubzilla You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.